Hey there, this is Ben Currier, self-proclaimed world's number one failure. In this podcast, we'll learn about the hardest moments my guests faced and the failures they endured on their path towards making it. I hope you enjoy. Hey there, friends of failure, and welcome to this week's episode of the Failure Guy podcast. I've got a very special guest who I just actually shared a stage with at PodFest, William Hung from the famous American Idol performance. You can tell my voice is a little bit shot from PodFest. How's yours feeling? Yeah, I feel a bit under the weather a little bit, but it's all good. You know, I'm recovering, I'm getting better. So, so it's just in time for my next speaking kick. Uh, yeah, I'm drinking some tea with honey in it just to try to um, help my my voice out. Um, but what I like to do with my guests before we start talking about all the failures and stuff is I like to inflate before we deflate. So if you could give me like a humble brag or shameless, um, you know, like recount of some of your highlights before we get into some of the lowlights, um, I'd love to hear what you think are some of the things that you've accomplished that are are worth mentioning. Well, um, I, I, to my surprise, somehow, even though I don't think I'm a good singer, I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> my first album inspiration was the number one independent album on Billboard. Wow. It's truly a miracle. Yeah. A few months. That's because some people spend their whole lives trying to make music and would never even come close to that. And you bypassed it with like the most hilarious way to do it. Uh, so right. that. that's what that's what's crazy about that one yeah and 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 then like like i went from being laughed off american idol to perform with ricky martin together on the same stage in 2018 singing she bangs together i know and so in the moment like when you were leaving the stage did you think that it was going to actually turn into something good or did you think that it was just going to be a like cut from the show or something like that. Cause at the time you wouldn't know how it would be received probably. Right. No, I, I didn't expect anything. I just thought I was done with, with the whole audition from American Idol. I go back to school and be a normal guy. <laughs> and, and the great thing is that you didn't have to go back. I mean, to being a normal guy, uh, you could be a household name, like you say. And it's funny cause so many people will remember who you are and forget maybe even who Ricky Martin is, honestly. Yeah. Which is funny to me because um, because I think that's how it should work, too. You know, the people who are genuine and show up as themselves and don't try to sugarcoat things or pretend like they're a success um, and, like, actually show how life is for people who are struggling, you know, and don't get the opportunity to... um simultaneously in my mind you're the simultaneously failing and succeeding person which to me is like the ideal person for this show because you had them both happen at the same time but you didn't know which way it was going to go but you put yourself out there and i respect just how much energy and creativity it took to to go ahead and do that with while also managing your reactions to how the judges were were giving you um like feedback so can you describe like when you were giving your performance what it was like to see the reactions from the judges i thought the reactions from the judges were hilarious <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I I knew that I I have no chance as soon as Randy held his white sheet of paper to cover up his face and giggle throughout the audition. Yeah. 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 And then Simon was already like frowning. He's already <laughs> thinking like, when is this going to end? Yeah, I, I knew those reactions right away. No, I'm not going to make it. And but Paula seemed to be down with it. Yeah, right, right. But but I already knew they were they were they were playing their roles. Like Paula is always a nice lady, and then the other two judges, um, they they are not as nice. So when you're getting that instant feedback, um, how do you maintain positivity and like focus on the thing you're doing rather than let those things um, impact you? Well, I just have fun, uh, and I, I, my, and in my mind, I, I was going to keep performing until they stop, and then eventually Simon hold up his hand and said, "That's it, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you can't sing, you can't dance. What are you going to say?" Um, and he was that was when he was the more mean guy. Like I know he has he softened up over the years, I think, but you probably got the, you know, the more uh, intense version of him, but. Yeah. Um, they didn't send you to Hollywood, right? No. And you had no expectations of that, correct? No. Yeah, because one of my things is like having low expectations or no expectations. You can have high hopes, high goals, but like to expect things uh, that are very, you know, unlikely is usually, uh, you know, something that, that, that doesn't help you because you become more de depressed when you don't do the thing that you thought you were able to do. So I like that you were, you were taking into account the, the probability of success during this. And you're like, well, I'm probably not going to go to Hollywood, but at least I'm going to give it my best, which yes. I, I think is a great mentality. Um, so, so do you view American Idol as a failure or success? And and there's a two part like at the time and then afterwards. Well, it, at the time, I th I thought it was a failure, but uh, but it was I I could live with that one. Mm -hmm. And then the, later on, who knew that it would turn into a success because so many fans love me all around the world, and then I get so many chances to perform and speak and make that impact to help people to keep chasing their dreams. And and do you ever feel imposter syndrome in those situations? Because you feel like you got um, all of this notoriety without earning it? Or do you feel like you earned it because of the way you are and in your mindset and your positivity? I'm not sure about this. That's a good question. Because 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 it's, it could be it could go either way. I feel that like I was lucky to be at the right place at the right time. Like if if this event were to happen now, it would, nothing would happen. N nobody would care. Yeah, they'd cut you out because because reality TV has evolved so much since then that they probably um, or they they might even know you'd be a meme at the, at this point and and use it in certain ways. So it's great that like everybody. I think a lot of people were mad at how they treated you. And we're on your side from an audience perspective as they were watching it happen, because I remember watching it happen. And I'm like, this guy's the man. I wish I had, you know, at the time, like the confidence to go do something like that. Now, me and you recently just both gave us a talk on the same stage, which blows my mind also, because when I, when I was watching you do your thing on American Idol, 
there's no version of my life that I could ever imagine where I would talk on the same stage as you. So like, there's always things that you don't know how it's going to go or what will happen later. But a lot of people don't do things because of their fear of failure. And how do you get past that yourself? Well, one of the most useful questions I, I ask throughout my life is what's the worst thing that can happen to you? For the case uh, for American Idol, the worst thing that can happen to me is I go home, I go back to be a normal guy, and that's the end of it. So I thought the, 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 the downside, the consequence for failing is not too bad. Mm -hmm. I think uh, I might be misquoting, but I think Jeff Bezos, who I would not even love to quote, but his decision-making process is like open door decision versus closed door. Like, can you go back through the door after you do this thing or is it something that will forever change you and you can't go back so like you're to your point this is like a thing you can do but big deal if it doesn't go the wrong the right way because you can just go back to what you were doing before whereas like some decisions and we can talk about managing risks like you can't go back um after you make that decision to take a risk so i know you're really good at, at talking about managing risks so what would be your philosophy on, on how to do that while still taking risks? Well, every stage of your life is different. Even for me, at the time I was 20 years old. Uh, so I, I it was, that's how long the, uh, I did, the American Idol audition was. It was back in 2004. But now, it, it, you know, there, I mean, I don't see a, I don't see myself auditioning again for any show like, like talent show like that one. I, I just don't see a point. And, and then in, with, with like managing risk, you know, there are some risks that I, maybe people shouldn't take. For, for, for my situation now, I wouldn't want to take huge financial risk. And that is something that, that I regret from last year as of this recording. We're recording uh, February, we're on Groundhog Day. 2023 at the moment and i'm gonna release this asap so it'll probably be out this month um compared to some of my other ones which take me a lot longer to edit so i was always when i went to look back at the footage i was like wow he's so young and i didn't picture you like that in my head because well a, i had just talked to you but also i forgot how young you are so like it's impressive at that age to be able to do that but um can you tell the story of how you got there, like, because I know that it involved you were going to school for civil engineering and I don't know how you got convinced to do a talent show, but can you tell that story um, for the listeners? I was struggling with the civil engineering for my classes. I was about to get kicked out of school. I, I failed one of the classes already. So I felt like maybe civil engineering is not for me. I thought like, why not? Let's try something different and see what happens. And was it a talent show? Yes, in school. Of any type of talent, not just singing? No. And so why did you pick to sing? Because I enjoy karaoke with my parents since I was 10 years old. Yeah, I love karaoke. And, um, and I'm not that great, but it's actually helped me improve. And then so you won this talent show, right? Yes. 
And do you think that was a prank that they were trying to pull on you? Or do you think that that was a legitimate win because you did something that no one else was prepared to do? I don't know what the competition was like at that civil engineering school. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought it was legit. It it was a small talent show at the dormitory. It was just for fun. But people were having fun when when I performed the song, She Bangs. People were all into it. They were so excited. And they loved it towards the end. People were giving me hugs. High fives. Good. Yeah. Cause there, cause there was people who were at your level and like at your school and probably saw you maybe being more of a, uh, introvert. I'm not, I'm just guessing based on what I would assume if you're failing at school and things like that, yeah. you're not probably feeling too self-confident. And so this gave you a giant boost of confidence. Yeah. And, and then you saw that American Idol was, uh, going to, like, how did you apply for Mac? I don't know how it works where you find out that they're going to be casting or whatever. Uh, how'd you how'd you land the even going there? It just happened by chance because I saw the auditions were were going to be uh, in San Francisco. I saw it on the news a couple of days later. So imagine if you didn't see that news show. Yeah, right. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing that because it wouldn't be it's not something that I would think about consciously like, oh, let's go search on Google. You know, that is it's 20 years ago. It's not the same thing. Yeah, I love things like that where it's like um, some people could say it's divine intervention. Some people could say it's just uh, coincidence and luck and all those things. But when you can trace it back to a specific moment where you did or didn't watch TV, uh, it's funny that that could be a life-changing moment and people don't know when life-changing moments can happen. So um, I think a lot of people don't do things out of fear of failure and and just think that they already convinced themselves they can't do it. So therefore, they that's a self-fulfilling prophecy because if you, if you think you can't do it, you can't do it, right? Yes. And so... When you when you went to go do the American Idol thing, did you do any preparation to try to improve your singing prior to uh, getting there? Not really. I, I I knew my song pretty well. That's the only thing I cared about because I I thought that for the most part I didn't expect to make it. Yeah, because you knew, uh, like you had mentioned that the the percentage chance of going to Hollywood is so low. Yeah. And you're a math engineering kind of guy, probably. So you're like, okay, if, you know, 0.5% of people go to Hollywood, uh, the the likelihood that I'm in it is probably pretty small, right? Right. Do you view it now as the success that you wanted out of it, I guess? Or was it in a, a very surprising path that it took? It's probably more of a surprising path. Mm-hmm. I don't. I for now. I I I overall I see it as a success. Uh, but it's, but the the way I see it is that like I made the conscious choice to share my story and to get into showbiz. It so that part I had control over. Yeah. Because I felt like many critics they uh, they bash me for my singing they bash me for portraying stereotypes whatever other negative comments they said mm-hmm. i feel like i need to share my version of my story 
so that people know it's not just like people don't get to just hear them they get to hear me too yeah kids can you mention what what joe rogan's show said about you oh absolutely i'm so so to this day there there are critics out there uh the most one of the most prominent critics what happened uh it's probably happened like two years ago you know joe rogan said that i was mentally challenged and then com uh, comedian jimmy o yang said said that i set back asians for 10 years which amazes me because his character in silicon valley is a stereotype of asian people yeah so I don't know why he gets the uh, the option to right. tell you who just are acting legitimately like yourself uh, that you are setting him back while he's pretending to be the stereotype, but that's not setting people back. You know, I don't get why yeah. there's a, there's a difference there because you are coming. You're not a comedian. Like you're not. You don't have a background in in singing and things like that. Why? And you're still succeeding. Um, and I love the fact that it's basically like a simultaneous failure and success because that's that's like the perfect combination of we don't know what's going to happen. And so me calling myself the world's number one failure after doing all of this uh, corporate finance and accounting stuff, if I become successful because I call myself the world's number one failure, that's the funniest thing to me because it doesn't make any sense. Just like you becoming famous for singing when maybe you don't think you have any singing abilities. It's just really funny to, to like work so hard at something else. And then the thing that works is the weird, ridiculous thing that we do that we didn't think was going to work. And, uh, and I love that it, that it worked out so well for you. Um, and so uh, I don't think you set anyone back any, I don't know how anyone can set some uh, a generation back or like a, a a race back a certain amount of time, especially by being yourself, you know? Yeah. If that's how you sound and that's how you talk, then what they're just saying that you don't talk the way they want you to talk. That's actually probably setting it back more because they're setting expectations around what a person should sound like. They're stereotyping what you should be like when you're just being you. Right, exactly. Which is totally unfair. Yeah. So when you hear criticism like this, and I think even in the, your talk, you said uh, it, it was the worst album. What was that part? Worst album ever made. And who said that? Uh, one of my critics online. <laughs> so do you take those in stride, or, or did, does that get to you sometimes, the criticism? I take that in stride because because I knew that my album, like based on traditional standards, yes, it's not a a a good album. Like 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 if you compare it to the high quality sound with professional singers singing recording the album, yeah, of course, it's a bad album. <laughs> but maybe <laughs> but maybe you know if if I look at the different way from a different lens, my goal is to entertain people. You know, I I I sold over two hundred thousand copies. You know, like like I didn't yeah. know that, but 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 you know, I know there are fans, and and I focus on that. And what I love is that now people can't achieve that anymore because of the way music industry has changed. So even a very popular artist now would have trouble selling two hundred thousand copies of anything because they're listening to it on Spotify or wherever. Yeah. They're not going to buy CDs at the store. Um, so it's funny that you have a, a a claim that many musicians can't even come close to achieving 
and you did it in a way that that is is super in, unconventional yeah i love that um and uh why i was gonna say why did you choose ricky martin specifically as a song um to do were you a big fan of his before or i'm a big fan of ricky martin because i feel that his music was very unique i i i like dancing to it in the biggest because his songs tends to be the latin dancing style mm-hmm. like, like not just she bangs but most people know songs like living la vida loca cup yep. of life uh, those are poly songs really cool yeah but did you so when you're doing your talent show did you pick that song or, did, or was it... i picked that song yeah I just love it because it's so funny. I remember when those music videos came out and you'd see someone dripping wax on them or whatever. I remember like the the visuals of it. That's back when we would watch music videos on TV right. and not and not like had weird. Um, that's when basically everyone was watching certain things on TVs and there was like a shared experience. Whereas now there's so many different media sources, social media and everything where like, we don't have a shared experience anymore globally or even locally. Like you and your best friend can never have the same interaction with media just because there's so many different options. Like you could be on TikTok on your phone all day looking at specific cat videos and your friend can be looking at whatever and you don't know who's a celebrity anymore. It gets really a gray area because like, to me, no matter what, you'll always be a celebrity. And if someone doesn't know your name, I'm I'm surprised. But I'm always constantly surprised by people who I think are like household names. And when some people might not know who they are, I'm like blown away by it. But the more that we keep going down this path, the less there'll be household names that even exist. So how did you deal with with the with the fame, with with the instant everyone wanting to take pictures with you and and do things like that because because for example i gave a talk and i thought it went okay but um a lot of people came up to me and told me it was amazing and wanted to take pictures with me and that's the first time like anything like that's happened in my life because i'm usually doing it virtually and so i just put it out there and i don't know a lot of times and i or at least in person don't get to see the feedback so that was interesting to me, but for you, it must've been a whole, obviously a whole different level. Um, and so when you're walking down the street or whatever, and people are, are seeing you, was it always a joyous experience knowing that like you had that impact or did it become like some of the people have problems with paparazzi and things like, did you have a positive, um, experience with celebrity at the time or negative? Overall, it's positive. Uh, I appreciate how my fans wanted to take pictures. Uh, back then, it was uh, also popular to ask for autographs. They would they would have me sign their napkins, their their back of a receipt or something. It's crazy. Have you signed their bodies? No, but I don't do the bodies. But 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 sometimes they they want me to sign on their on the shirt on the back of the shirt or something, and that's about as far as I'm willing to go. <laughs> Because you can set boundaries, right? Yeah. You have good boundary setting abilities. Have there been any experiences you've had? So you mentioned performing with Ricky Martin. Um, what was that like? It was so surreal. He He's so genuine, such a nice guy. My friend and I, you know, had the honor to meet him in person in, in, in 2018. Wow. 
I still couldn't believe that happened. What were you thinking? Is I mean, just starstruck and like starstruck. Yeah. Was he starstruck with you in a way? Uh, I'm not sure, but he was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Cause you, cause you, if anything, you made that song more popular for him. Yeah. It, it's, I don't know. I don't think surprise is the right word. I, I think he knew that before we get to meet him, but, but it's more like, like he's very like gracious, like very excited, genuine. Yes. One of the good kind of celebrities. Yeah. And you didn't necessarily know that when you, when you were singing his songs, cause it's hard to know, especially back then. Cause you didn't have yeah ways of finding out how people truly are. Right. Like we do now. But what are you doing these days with it? Because I, I saw you, you still, you performed at the after party uh, doing the song. And if you want to give me a little bit of the song, I'm I'm happy to hear it. But I know you probably get it asked too much. But uh, it's up to you whether you'd want to sing it. <laughs> it. It's all right. I, I know this is a fan favorite. So let me let me clear my voice. I got... You can, you're and you're allowed to put a background music if it helps. I don't have that option. She bangs, she bangs. Oh baby, when she moves, she moves. I go crazy cause she loves like you flower, but she stay like you be. Every girl in history. Do you? I, I I love that. Thank you so much. And and do you identify with the lyrics at all? Not really. <laughs> I know. Isn't it funny? I'm not Latin. That you? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that. Well, how do I say it? Maybe maybe my natural uh, image or or the way I think about it is like I don't so I don't think about uh, more um, sexual. Uh, yeah, like you know, women implications. Uh, yeah, because um, it's funny that he he was actually hiding the fact that he was not into women and talking about women during that song. But you don't take any uh, like pride or whatever in the lyrics themselves. It's just that's the song that you're tied to. So you know it so well that like you don't agree that every woman in history uh, wants the things that he's saying or whatever uh, right, in the yeah, song. Yeah, that's right. yeah. um, if, if you could choose other songs that you might have performed on American Idol are there are there alternative histories like that could have existed where you'd perform different songs yeah of course like I remember when I went to the first preliminary round I sang the song Two Worlds by Phil Collins oh that's a good and, one uh, yeah and uh, but then the uh, one of the uh, the staff she asked me if I know any other songs yeah and that's when I told her I knew the song she bangs very well because I won the school and the school talent show. And she said, yo, that, you should totally do she bangs. And that's how it happened. That's great. Yeah. And you said you loved karaoke because I, yes. I also love karaoke. Um, I almost did it the other night uh, when we were at Howl at the Moon and I was going to do Careless Whisper, which is one of my favorite uh, karaoke songs oh. by George Michael. I think it was George Michael by himself. That was credited with that one, but um, but I it, I I would not be able to get on stage for The Voice or American Idol or anything like that because yeah. I know that my ability is is pretty limited. Um, and what I'm wondering is that since you have been on American Idol, have you tried to take any singing lessons or do anything to to improve your abilities, um, or do you think that staying true to that version of yourself is the better <laughs> way to be uh i did i did take some singing lessons at least some 
because my record company uh, did offer that, I decided that it's good for me to take some lessons. Not because I have the expectation to become a professional singer, but because, in, uh, you know, how do I say it? So here's something people might not know, and I rarely talk about this. Yes, I'm I'm not I'm not a professional singer, but there are different degrees of singing, whether you know or not you sound good, you sound average, or you sound terrible. So for me, I know where I stand. I sound average, you know, with my singing ability. Uh, it's not so bad that people have to cover up their ears and run away. <laughs> yeah, and you're focusing that, uh, on their entertainment. Right, right. So, so, so I, so that's why I put in the time to improve my singing, even though I know that I won't, I, I'm not going to be able to measure myself to, uh, to the, to the legitimately great singers. Yeah. But you did do better than them on the Billboard charts. Um, yeah. At least for however long you lasted, you were number one, which is just such a great twist to the whole thing. Cause you'd think maybe you would end with the American Idol and not going to Hollywood, but then to have actual legitimate musical success is amazing. And I just want to say congratulations because that's not easy to do regardless of the route you take to get there. You know, yeah. many people try to do that and, um, and they can't anymore. And so I like that you, you've, had like first mover advantage or last mover advantage, whatever it was to, like before the music industry shifted. Yeah. Um, what season of American Idol was it? Was it the first one? Third one. Third one. Okay. So you had already known a bit about it. Were you watching the first two seasons? I watched a little bit. Uh, and that's how I know already. Like I expect Simon to be the mean guy, Randy to be the wild card. And Paula is, go is going to be the sweet and nice lady. That's awesome. I know that now you're doing a lot of inspirational speaking, right? Yes. What kind of messages do you try to get across in those, you know, when you're doing public speaking? I want to help more people find their freedom by using their voice. Okay. And so using their voice in whatever way that, that comes, like, for example, my voice is in a podcast. So, um, I am on board with what you're saying. I agree that, that that that's good. But what what ways can people use their voice that you've you'd suggest or that you've heard of, and you you'd suggest when you know when you're trying to be inspirational? Well, there for in I I feel that in life we 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 always have the challenge to balance between the relationships, the 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 career or business, and then of course the wealth. Uh, it, it's 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 not it's not like sometimes people make a lot of money but they're still not happy because of the all the pressure and stress they put themselves through, you know, yeah. and then vice versa, right? So so all three are important, and that's how people should use uh should use their voice. You know, if you're not happy with something, it's it, you know how do you speak up, uh, but do it in a way that's respectful and caring. Yeah. And that's why I talk about how I've been fired from all my jobs because um, it was not easy for me to to admit that. I didn't have to actually admit it to anyone, including future employers. But now that I've told everybody, you know, it's like I have to own that because I felt uncomfortable in corporate America with all of the backstabbing and the politics and the things like that that don't have anything to do with your talent. And then that ending up screwing you over 
to me, we treat employees very poorly in general as, as, and by that, I mean, businesses, like, especially the higher and the more successful businesses in terms of dollars, like an, a Viacom or an Amazon or whatever, they lose some of their humanity when it comes to referring to each other. And so, um, I've always tried to maintain mine through that. And a lot of times that resulted in me getting fired because they don't want you to tell them how you feel. They just want you to say yes, usually. And so that's why I think it's important to get my message across. There's a couple questions that are related to the future that I'm going to ask you in a bit, but is there anything on just the concept of failure that you want to touch on, or maybe like th some things people say about failure that you disagree with and would want to uh, reframe? Well, one of them is one of the, the, the common, uh, uh, you know, uh, beliefs on social media. Uh, it's like fail fast, fail a lot. I, yes. I think that's the, I, to me, that's total BS <laughs> be, be, because even though we, 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 we need to be able to accept failure as part of the learning process. Uh, it, I, I feel it's much better to have a mindset of uh, how we can maximize the chance for success before we try something. Yeah. So that's all about the managing risks, right? Yeah. The, the, my American Idol audition experience is come is the exception to the to the to the you know what's what makes the most common sense you know like like, like it, it's just like anything else in life let's say you you know you you want to get married or you want to get into a new business like like uh there's a balance between like you don't want to spend forever to make a decision but you also uh want to spend enough time to make the good decision the decision that you're not going to go back later and say oh my gosh what did i do because that's what I did, you know. Yes, I did. I I was I was very luck, lucky to be successful in the showbiz, but I made some decisions that I'm not proud of. You know, I I married and divorced twice with two ladies that I didn't know very well. I I, I should have spent more time knowing them. Yeah. So actually, we haven't talked much about failure because sometimes I forget to focus on that. So, so you just mentioned you've been married and divorced twice. Mm -hmm. Um. You said you you probably had taken for granted a lot of the ability to either um, attract people po possibly with your fame. I'm doing uneducated guessing here, which is something I do a lot. <laughs> but how would you describe those failures and what you learned from them? Well, I I need to take responsibility. Uh, no, I I thought uh, with without getting too much in the rabbit hole of this one. I thought the first the first uh, girl that I married, I had no chance. I don't think she she wanted to stay married very long anyway. The mm -hmm. second per, uh, person I married, she was a really good person. She she worked as a nurse, very loving. No, but uh, but you know, she, I think the personality didn't match because she can be very stubborn, and 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 it it, it happens to all of us. Well, yeah, we have we have some things that we are stubborn about. We don't want to change. Mm -hmm. uh, and what I learned from that, the, from both of those uh, experience, is that you, like like that's when I finally sat down and I wrote down the, my core values, and then instead of looking for the prettiest girl on 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 uh, social media or dating app, mm -hmm. uh, I I know I that's not my first uh, criteria anymore. I look yeah. at like 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 the, the with you know that person. I'm so grateful 
as of this recording, I found my girlfriend and uh, soon fiance. <laughs> oh, congratulations. That's so great. Yeah, yeah. And the way I did it was that I focused on the, the, the my, so I, I, I'll explain what my core values are. My core mm-hmm. values are honesty, um, risk taking, and then uh, authentic. I love that. And not the fake authentic that people like to do these days where they're like performatively authentic, you know, so it's fake. That's where the honesty and authenticity have to be combined because a lot of people are like, I'm going to be authentic on social media, but that just means they're pretending to be authentic and not actually doing it. So I'm all about one of my core values is radical transparency and honesty, like to a fault. Yes. Because I know in the past I've not done that and it's hurt me. And I even, when I started this podcast, a lot of it was to improve some of the things you're saying. Like, like when you were realizing, Oh, I got to sit down and figure out what's wrong with some of the things I'm doing. I'm like, I've been fired from all these jobs. What is wrong with me? And also to be clear, like in my relationships, many times the problem is my tone because I'm from Boston, Massachusetts and Boston people talk terrible to each other. Like the closer you are to them, the worse they talk to you. So like the, the people closest to me would get the worst version of me in terms of my tone. And so I realized if I do a podcast, I have to improve my tone because if I talk like that, when I'm interviewing someone, it won't go that well. I also tend to interrupt people a lot. And I know that if I'm editing it and I'm interrupting people, I have to change that. So I was using this podcast as basically a way to not only um, try to destigmatize failure, but also try to try to improve a lot of the things that I found that I was doing wrong, you know, because if I, keep doing these things it makes my life harder when it comes to the podcast because i have to edit it more if i keep you know doing those things so um you've actually gotten one in person i'm pretty sure get out a fail free card usually all i do is i don't even have the actual one i I usually give like a credit card or something Uh but thankfully i now made them and i virtually hand it to you but I think I might have handed you one in real life, but you got to take it virtually. So here, uh, yes, <laughs> here it is. Go ahead and grab it. Okay. Boop. All right. Good. So now, the the question here about the get out of fail free card, which I don't usually tell people in terms of like what it means, is that if you couldn't fail at something, what is it that you do that you're scared of? So for me, it would be stand up comedy. I know that you have to go up and on stage and be unfunny and and bomb and like people not laugh at you for a long time until you become funny and so i'd love to use this to just skip straight to my netflix special and not have to do any of the failing so is there something like that you haven't done that you'd use a get out of fail free card to then pursue that um that that we might not know about you because we only know about your uh your singing well i would love to create a board game to help people try different careers and ventures uh, i know that creating a board game has a lot of risk because it it uh if there's so there's actually a lot of competition uh it's very diff it's always difficult to get get your foot in the door if you're mm-hmm. an independent developer, you know you don't have you don't have the the investors, you don't have the companies to support you. 
So yeah, I, that, so that's something I want to go for because I believe in my mission to help yeah. people to try something new. You know, what if people don't need to spend so much time and money to fail at something? Well, what I will say is I will I will publicly declare that if you want to make a board game together, I'm happy to do it because well, I I love board games as well. I've wanted to make a board game for the longest time, and so if there's any way that considering it's on brand for trying to fail. If you need anyone to help you with that, I will absolutely do way too much work to <laughs> make that happen because I would love to also make a board game. And I think the combination of our weirdnesses could produce something great. But since you're saying you're going to fail at it and you should get out of feel free card. And what I try to tell people is that this thing doesn't mean anything. It doesn't do anything you have to change your mind and do it like it's not going to do it for you. It doesn't exist. Right. Just a mental exercise. But if you can actually, you know, not succumb to the fear of failure yeah, and actually put yourself out there um, and make the board game, I do things for like the possible fun and joy and impact it might have to the world. Yes. Yeah. And ho hopefully money maybe comes along later. But that's not the goal. The goal is to figure out different ways of inspiring people not to, like, stay in their comfort zone. Yes. You know? And so I, I've already got ideas now that you've mentioned it, because I think we talked about it a little bit um, in Florida. But um, I, as I mentioned in my talk, I, I don't like the fake it till you make it motto. I think that's um, that's disingenuous, just like the fail fast and all that other things. Right. Yeah, because it's it's telling you to go pretend like you're you're something you're not. So you're baking and lying and dishonesty and things like that. You're not talking about improving yourself. You're talking about just pretending until hopefully you get the opportunity to stop pretending because you've been blessed as not a, a fraud. So instead of fake it till you make it, I say fail it till you nail it. So what's the next thing that you're going to pursue? that you don't know how it's going to work. Oh, you mean the next thing I pursue? Yeah. Yeah. Is there any projects in the works that you're like wondering if, oh man, this might not work or not? Yeah. I mean, that's the big, that's the biggest one. The, the, the board game, you know, creating some kind of experience for, for people, uh, because you know, the, I, the, the, I just put it out there so people know what my concept is. It'll be some combination of life and monopoly. Very uh, so that people that many people understand, right? Because monop because monopoly, the goal is to make the most money. But I feel like like the in real life, making the most money is is should be part of the goal, but it's not the only goal. So that's why I think a combination of uh, life and monopoly is good, and then maybe more like decision making involved mm -hmm. uh, instead yeah. of just leaving it up to luck. Because what one one uh, pet peeve I have playing. Uh, life, L-I-F-E, life, uh, yeah. is that, is that there's, you, you, the role of the dice is too much influence on the outcome. Yeah. And you know, I feel that players should get more control over decisions about, you know, the career that you, the, the business you, you're starting and then uh, the decisions you make within the game. Yeah. I love that because I also think it's, it's, it sucks when you have to pick between a couple of careers that you don't even like. And, and this is supposed to be life. Um, but right. Again, you have a choice. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes in life, like I picked accounting before I even knew what it was, and so yeah. maybe uh, my roll of the dice came out with accounting, and I I just picked it because I didn't know at the time I was too young to understand. But I I don't like accounting. 
it's hugely impactful and people people will get tricked into having the right mindset because they're having fun at the same time yes that that would be that would be in my dream come true yeah that's amazing so um where would you suggest people go to look and find out what you're working on these days or connect with you or like any websites or links or this is where you can promote anything you'd like um and and tell the listeners how to find you well right now the best way for you to connect with me as the listener is through my instagram william hung official uh, my website williamhung.net is under construction at the moment uh but if you want to send me an email uh william at williamhung.net uh, i can add you to the mailing list uh, and then you know when the website's ready i will let you, i will let you know Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for being legitimately authentic. Thank you for being inspirational and also for just spending so much time uh, at PodFest, not only taking selfies and things with everybody, but just being a genuine human being because a lot of people are there just making content. I, I was amazed by how many people were um, not living life. They were making content the whole time. And then I was yeah. realizing that I was getting into the content more because I wasn't trying to make content because I was living the experience through it and not focused on always having a video of what I'm doing or whatever like that. So it'll be in <laughs> yeah, other videos, right. <laughs> you know, cause I'm like, I don't, I want to be in this moment meeting these people. Cause a lot of these people I know virtually for a long time, I've never met them in real life. So I'm like super jazz to make personal like real life relationships that are that are like legitimate um and a lot of people are just they just want that social media clout they just want the picture with you they just want the you know the thing to say hey i was at this thing but i want to like learn from it learn how to like relate to people who who i i appreciate i've met uh at least three of my former guests at podfest and i have future guests like yourself who, who I, who I got from there. And, and it's just, uh, I never expected it to be such a great, um, conference. And it was interesting to see right after PodFest, there was some sort of realtor conference or something. And I still happened to be there. And when I'd walk around or something, cause it was a competition based, uh, thing where it wasn't collaborative. Whereas in the podcasting one, we're all like friendly with each other and trying to like help each other out. And, yeah. you know, in the more competitive ones, that's not how it works. Yeah. So I just wanted to say thank you for being here and thank you for doing this. And, uh, and I appreciate everything you do. And I just hope that you have all the success and failure that comes along with it, but, um, hopefully mostly success. Thank you. Um, would you like to be more efficient, productive, and confident in your work at the office? Over 750 million people worldwide use Excel yet it's still a misunderstood and frequently misused tool. That's why I created Excel Exposure, so you can work smarter and not harder. The Excel Essentials course gives you over five hours of in-depth video lessons, plus it comes along with my master workbook, which has every function, shortcut, and all the examples to follow along. Investopedia actually included my course in their list of six best online Excel classes of 2021, saying it's best for visual learners. As someone who's an expert in failure, I can certainly teach you and your team how to avoid spreadsheet failures and create bulletproof Excel documents. Use the coupon code FAILURE for 20% off of the lifetime access price.
Visit ExcelExposure.com for more information and also my existing award-winning free training. Thanks for joining me on the Failure Guy podcast. If you enjoyed it, feel free to tell somebody. And don't forget, always try to fail it till you nail it. Till next time.